The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. I had just arrived in London at 18 and spotted this movie marquee, Meetings with Remarkable Men. The film was about the philosopher Gurdjieff, but it was the title that spoke to me. I wanted to know people like that, people changing the world by the way they lived. I've sought them out ever since, and now we'll hear from many of them on the Victoria Moran podcast, Meetings with Remarkable Women. Welcome to the podcast. Your host, Victoria Moran, author of Creating a Charmed Life, Younger by the Day, and Main Street Vegan, invites you to conversations designed to help you thrive in your body, cozy up to your soul, and use your unique gifts to change the world. Now, here's Victoria. This is a new beginning. Welcome, everybody, to the brand new Victoria Moran podcast, Meetings with Remarkable Women. So first, I just want to reassure all my wonderful subscribers from Main Street Vegan, in case some of you are wondering what happened. Where's Main Street Vegan? Well, she's right here. I'm still Main Street Vegan, and I run Main Street Vegan Academy that trains vegan lifestyle coaches and educators. That's all still very much alive. But here's what happened with the podcast. As we know, on Earth, things come to pass and not to stay. So for almost 10 years, I was with Unity Online Radio doing the Main Street Vegan Show, and it was fabulous. We had 475 amazing episodes. I spoke with some 700 incredible people, and all of those archives exist right here where you're listening to this program now. But the radio slash podcast format just wasn't seeming to work anymore. So the good people of Unity Online Radio decided to put those resources into some other wonderful work. And now we're starting fresh and new. So this podcast is coming to you through Mind Body Spirit FM. And we're just thrilled to death to be on whatever platform you are listening. So to just update you a little bit about what has been going on with me since we were last in touch back in April, I've been through a loss. My precious dog Forbes, who for almost all those 475 episodes of the previous podcast was right here by my side, Uh, developed a, a very aggressive cancer. And by the time we knew that he was sick, he was just about ready to go and light up heaven. So thanks so much to everybody who has sent me condolences and prayers and, and good wishes. It means a lot. So I've made three promises to Forbes. I, I told him before he left that I would take care of myself because I'm one of those people that when times are hard, when I'm having loss or grief or sadness, the last thing I want to do is wash lettuce or swallow a vitamin or heaven forbid, open the door of the gym. And the next thing I promised him was to be in life just as he was, right up to his last moment. He was thoroughly in his little dog body and in life on earth. And sometimes I tend to want to just zone out and be somewhere in the realm of the spirit or maybe just the realm of my head. And that's not going to do me so well. So I made that promise. And finally, I said that I will recommit to my conviction to do all I can to end animal suffering. So you might be saying, well, if that's the case, why aren't we listening to Main Street Vegan? What is this other show? Well, I'll tell you what it is. It's a way to be my whole self. I have 
interests and books that are about spirituality and about the bigger picture. And I want to embrace some of those. And I also want to invite listeners to this program who are not vegan, who maybe haven't thought about it, who don't know some of the issues that uh, you and I know and that we hold close to our hearts. So hopefully with this, we will be accomplishing all sorts of things, reaching people that wouldn't have been reached before and providing for all of us wonderful, wonderful programming and inspiration and information that's just delicious. And to that end, we are opening this new program with somebody spectacular. I told you about three promises I made to Forbes, my dog. Now I'm going to tell you one that I've made to you, the listener. I will not have any guests that just come over the transom because a publicist tells me that somebody wrote a book or has a product. I'm only going to interview women that I know personally have life-changing capabilities. My guest today Agapi Stanisopoulos. Oh, I practiced that and I think I butchered it. So you'll have to say your lovely name for us. Um, Has written many, many books in the spirituality genre. And I heard her speak on a book years ago about the Greek goddesses. And she explained my life to me. She explained why I have these incredible up situations and then these incredible down situations. She said, well, that's because you're a Persephone. And I, I have known ever since hearing her speak at a little bookshop downtown that she has insights into life that are very unique. So let me give you her official biography and share with you the title of her incredible brand new book, which I have just been luxuriating in, 52 Prayers to Guide, Inspire, and Uplift You. Agapi Stasinopoulos is a best-selling author and speaker who inspires audiences around the world. She presents in this new book, a non-denominational guide to harnessing the power of prayer in your life and using it to find connection peace, and gratitude. She is currently conducting workshops for Thrive Global, a company founded by her sister, Ariana Huffington, to help change the way we work and live. She brings home the importance of self-care, practicing gratitude, generosity, and self-love. Welcome, Agapi. Thank you so much, sweetheart. What a beautiful introduction. What a beautiful introduction to your new series and what an amazing honoring you're doing to all your listeners and to all the work that you're doing. You know, it's really touches my heart. That's all I can say. Well, you have touched my heart since I, I read that first book. What was the title of, of the goddess book? Uh, Conversations with the Goddesses. <laughs> yes, I said that for 10 years, the gods and goddesses, mostly the goddesses, had possessed my life, you know? I was asked to write a book on the goddesses after I was doing a one woman show uh, that became my um, expression in the world. And that's uh, a beautiful story, which I will share in a minute, how that got to be born. And um, I was asked to write this book. And honestly, I felt, I. I cannot write a book. I never thought of myself as a writer. I never thought uh, I could, you know, write a whole book. And I learned an extraordinary craft. And the the way I learned this craft, and I want to share it with our listeners, was that I hired uh, a mentor that the publisher suggested. And this woman had done many books and many Uh, This was going to be a a kind of a coffee table book, but with pictures, but a book that was a paperback you could carry in your bag, but it looked like a coffee table book. And she absolutely structured me. And she said, first, you write the seven myths of the goddesses. That's all you think about, a myth at a time. Then you start to write about the archetype. And then I started to write about the archetype. And then you write about the examples of literature that you want to give. And then you do their symbols. And it was so structured that uh, little by little, I got the confidence. And as I saw 
little sections be completed, I started to trust myself and then I started to evoke and unleash my creativity. And the reason why I say that is now so many people, Victoria, ask me, <clears throat> how can they write a book? And I say, you never think about writing a book. You think about imparting knowledge and wisdom. And you think about who are you writing this for specifically? My um, second book, or my third book actually, and Binding the Heart, which was a lot about my life's journey and my mother's stories, I wrote for my nieces, Christina and Isabella, because I wanted them to know how I progressed in my life and what I had learned from their grandmother, Ellie, and how I overcame my obstacles. And in telling the stories to them, the words came out. So it's very important if anybody's listening here that, um, wants to write a book or wants to do anything you know it could be a business deal it could be uh starting a coaching career starting a catering career starting a restaurant becoming a mother learn how to do these things by also not wanting to have the whole picture but taking the micro steps and asking people who have done it to mentor you and i i'm such a believer in that that through each other we can assist each other to be uh, to be generous with our knowledge as we know now with this new book and uh, speaking with spirit i'm pouring out my love for god for spirituality for prayer i found a whole new way of communicating what prayer is beyond uh, churchianity beyond religion and it is so um fulfilling to me victoria that i get so many emails from people who say, uh, thank you for reminding me that God and spirit lives in me as me, and that I left my church as an as Episcopalian person or a Muslim person or as a Catholic person because I didn't like the rituals or I didn't like the way that um, my church worshiped or told me how to love God. But why did I leave God? I can live. So I'm not saying that there is anything wrong with um, rituals or church. Uh, and I have to be very clear about that. Some people find their connection to spirit through the, their religion and God bless them. But in today's age, there are millions of people who um, have abandoned their spirit, their God-given spirit, because they they feel there is nowhere to turn. And I say, turn inside, turn inside for God's sake and learn how that power, that force, that loving energy is in you and lives in you because it is breathing you. It, we are being breathed. As Rumi said, let yourself be breathed. So beautiful. And the book is Speaking with Spirit, 52 Prayers to Guide, Inspire, and Uplift You. Now, when you have the prayers in the book, you say, Dear Beloved, which I just think is so, so sweet, kind of bhakti yoga, <laughs> beautiful concept. And yet you, you very openly and frequently use the word God, as do I, because I was raised with a very loving God. And I know that many people are not. What do you do with that word for people who have a problem with it? Yes, absolutely. Well, G-O-D, a, a tiny little word to describe the miraculous presence of the intelligence of the universe. Dear God, <laughs> could we come up with something else? Um, first of all, uh, in the book, and I will read you this, this paragraph that I have, um, God to me is not a being it is a state of being okay it is a state of consciousness so that to me is very liberating it is a state of consciousness that we can access at any time uh, because again it's in our 36 trillion cells that are making us there is an intelligence victoria that is creating us right now beyond the Victoria story and before beyond the Agape story or beyond the story of each listener today, 
there is a force and my mother used to call it the life force. My mother did not use God. She used uh, the trust to your life force. She used to say to me and Ariana. And I love that because life force is really, you know, the life energy that's been given to us at every moment. If we didn't breathe, we wouldn't be alive. And I've saw both my parents take the last breath and I know that the spirit still lives because I saw literally their spirit leave their bodies. And uh, in this miraculous way that life works of birth and, and death, I experienced the transcendent, okay? So don't let the word God limit you, I say in the preface. God can be a loaded word. It means something different to everyone. When I say God, I'm referring to a transcendent power beyond what words can possibly describe. Connect to the spiritual cosmic larger than life presence in whatever way resonates with you. What connects you? Before his events, the poet Mark Nepo often asks his audience if they believe in something larger than themselves. 99% of people raise their hands. I guess then he says, we are all mystics. Whatever word you want to use, whether it is God, the light spirit, the higher self, divine intelligence, the one, the I am, universal love, a higher power or anything else, please use it. It doesn't matter what you call it. As long as when you call it, you come present in your heart, in your reverence, in your gratitude, and you remember that you're calling your maker and calling upon a power that lives in your very cell and in your very own breath. So in the prayers to follow, I address the higher spirit as beloved because I feel that each soul here on earth is beloved by God. Okay, so that's... Um, that's, and it goes on and on. Prayer is the bridge. So let me tell you about that, first of all. There was a story of a monk that was in the monastery and they were having a retreat. And he went around praying to God saying, dear Lord, help me serve you more. What can I do? Can I plant more trees? Can I feed the homeless? Can I shelter people who need help? Can I go to places where I don't even know where your love is needed? Show me how to serve you. And he heard his inner voice say, shut up and let me love you. <laughs> how beautiful is that? So and I, I say, well, no matter what words we say, <clears throat> no matter what hours of meditation we do, no matter what hours of devotion we do, it really is about opening our heart to the most vulnerable, innocent, naked, unadorned part in us that opens up and let us receive the loving of the soul of who we are. Ah, you know what? Let's just breathe on that for a minute. <laughs> Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. You and I prayed before this podcast as you're launching your amazing new series is that we, through our words, we will transmute the loving. We will transmute the presence so that people will receive it and go beyond their minds, go beyond what they know and have this moment of, aha, oh yes, which is moments where we say, 
take your breath away. You go, ah, and, and at one second, my friends, you can glimpse the beauty of yourself. You can go beyond your suffering. You can go beyond your questioning. You can go beyond, I want to understand. You just understand and there are no words. So in the majesty of the silence, of the presence, it's the most glorious thing. It's when you put your hand on somebody's hand who is going through something and you say no words, but they feel the caress and the comfort of the spirit. And that's what I felt when I was writing this book during the pandemic in Los Angeles, when I couldn't see my friends, when I couldn't interact, when we were under lockdown, and I felt punished, I felt exiled because I am a complete and utter extrovert. And because I'm also Greek, I am a triple extrovert. And everywhere I went, I had to hide in my car so I could do curbside picking up the groceries. And I had to wait outside to pick up the coffee. And I was screaming inside and feeling, when will this end? Why are we being punished? What is this virus that we don't understand that has collectively got us under? And in that questioning of my humanness and everybody's humanness around me, where I couldn't find my God, I couldn't find the light. And you know, I have been devoted to the spiritual path uh, since I was 23, when I had a spiritual awakening, which I describe in the book in Los Angeles, and I felt I lost it. I felt like I really had gone into this place that I was suffering. The prayers were given to me, the words were given to me, and I was able to find the comfort in my spirit. There's a movie Victoria, called The Chariots of Fire. Do you know that movie? I do. And you know, I was reading about it in your book. That was one of two movies that we watched in that last week when our little dog was so sick. We wanted something inspiring. So the story and the music, so beautiful. And now tell us about the quotation from it that's so meaningful to you. Well, that movie um, came out many, many years ago. And if you uh, haven't watched it, um, you know, please make sure you rent it because it's so inspiring. And, and it's about the uh, athletes in 1924 Olympic Games. And uh, Eric Little is the protagonist and he's preparing for a trip to China to work as a missionary, but he's also a runner. So there are these glorious scenes by the ocean where he's running. And um, there is the music by Vangelis, the Greek composer. And I highly recommend you listen to that music when you're exercising because it will make you feel like you're flying. And uh, his sister, who is also a missionary, says to him, Eric, you know, you, should, you have to throw away this little silly running thing and do this really important work, God's work. And Eric looks at her and says, but when I run, I feel his pleasure. So I love asking people, how do you feel God's pleasure? How do you feel your soul's pleasure? Because to me, uh, loving the spirit and having a relationship with your spirit or God or whatever you want to call it is a love affair. It's not a, 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 a path of denial. It's not a path of, of uh, suffering. It is not a path of punishment. It is not a path of proving yourself worthy. And that is one of the things that drives me crazy about religion. That you, we, I am the sinner, I am the unworthy. Whoever said that? Whoever put that in the human being's mind and soul, because the soul of children is pure. It is, it, and that is who we are. And we need to return to the purity and to the love of who we are. And so God loves us as we are. God loves us in our humanity. 
and that is the 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 uh, merging of the human and the divine that when you're feeling bereft you go back to the beloved you go back to your belovedness and um for me during the pandemic i i had kind of lost that i had lost that joy and you know victoria for me because i started acting as you know at the royal academy of dramatic arts uh in london and i loved the stage and many many years later when my career wasn't happening and the part that I came to do in Los Angeles didn't work out. I embarked in the spiritual path and I started to read all the spiritual books you can imagine. And the book that mostly awakened me was the autobiography of a yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. And that book uh, had a profound um, effect in my life because my mother in Greece was reading it when I was a teenager and she had it by her bedside. And when I was at 12 years old, my mother introduced me to yoga and meditation. So the seeds had been planted. So there I am in Los Angeles on my own. My sister and my mother are in London. My father is in Greece and I'm meeting wonderful people. And I loved people and people loved me, but I had no work and I had no direction. And through that book, I connected with my soul. I had epiphany. And I fell asleep on the book and in the morning at five in the morning or 5.20 actually, the light from the window came in my hotel, hit me and an inner light awakened and I fell on my knees and I felt the presence of the divine. I started to weep as if, as if a gate opened, the veil lifted and I went, oh my God, I, I am connected, I am a child of God. I am, I am, I am. And I kept like crying and saying, Father, Father, I don't know where this came from, Victoria. It was so primordial. You know, this agape girl who was so lost and so longing for to connect with herself and with something bigger than herself found it. And then I went into my path and then I found my spiritual teacher, John Roger, and I studied with him and the movement of spiritual inner awareness, which is my teachings. John Roger passed away two years ago, but I went through the University of Santa Monica and inside uh, human potential seminars. And I went, man, I just worked my inner process. And many, many, many years later, I um god that i had to find that spark inside of me and start to create my work and not be i to be proactive in my creativity so instead of waiting for the world to hire me as an actress i said i am going to create a one woman show and i am going to write all these monologues from shakespeare bernard shaw the greeks Jocasta, Electra, Antigone, all the amazing monologues that I love, that I feel passionate about, and put them all and do a one-woman show, and I'm going to call it Conversations with the Goddesses. Hallelujah. That's how I started my career. So now when people come to me and say, I don't know, this person isn't giving me that, and this person, and I said, sweetheart, go find it in yourself and start to give it in the world because you've got it. So my mission right now is to help people get to, to the miraculous them that they are. The miraculous you that you are is living, breathing, and wants you to awaken to you. And so for me, my joy and my God-given pleasure was to speak to hundreds and thousands of people in conferences. And I spoke on stages around the country and every time I spoke, I shared Agape's heart. I just shared my heart. I just told my journey. I had a good time. I danced on the stage and I, and I poured my heart out. And then people would come to me, hug me, love me, uh, open up their hearts to me and say, oh my God, you helped me open up my heart. And I felt that the human heart really longs to be shared unconditionally 
not just the one man or the one woman in relationship and you live in a circle, but the human heart is part of the spiritual universal heart. And we're all part of that heart. That's why, Victoria, when we hear about the wars and when we hear about the refugees and we hear some part of us aches, aches, because we feel people's hearts. So what do you do? What do you do every day? How do you come into the reverence? I pray, I meditate, I ask for the light right now to be here for all of us. I ask that I open my heart and that may the spirit of God, the peace of God, touch upon everyone who needs it. And trust me, my friends, you have a power and you have an ability that you cannot even imagine how much you can affect the world with your presence. Just your very thoughts and your emotions and your beingness reaching out right now, seeing this light going to places that are needed. So when you see the suffering, don't take it on because me as an empath, and I'm sure a lot of you who are listening, take it on and I go to sleep with it and no, nothing good will come of that. But just open up your heart and let it pour out. And the best thing you can do is to have a good life in, in your 10 acres. What I mean by that is love the people around you. Ask to be of service where you can. You know, I mean, I, I can't be of service in Ukraine. So that's not where I'm being called, but I'm being called to do what I know, what Agape knows how to do. So in each place of your life, find where are you to serve? And so many people, Victoria, say to me, I've lost my blessings, I've lost my heart, I've lost my calling. And I go, go back and say, what do I love? Do I love to sing? You know, what do I love? Do I love to walk in nature? Do I love to, to dance? Do I love to cook muffins and give them to my neighbors? Life comes alive in its simplicity. Do I love to touch someone's shoulders because I feel they're carrying the burdens of the world? Do I love to go to the supermarket that my mother used to and connect with the cashier and the people in the supermarket. My mother used to go in the ocean and feed the seagulls. Every day when we lived in LA, in Santa Monica, she would go and say, my beautiful seagulls, I'm here. That was how she found the pleasure. And for me, when I wrote this, this beautiful um, prayer, which I will read to you, I confess to God that I was, and I, again, I'm talking to God because what else can we do? You know, it's, it's, it's a word that so far it's it worked, you know? And so I say, one of the greatest joys in my life is feeling your presence as I connect with others by speaking, inviting other people to participate in my heart's expansion. Dear beloved, I've been feeling the absence of my connection with you and feel I am lacking in that magic from which I converge with my spirit. So now I ask that I may find new ways to engage, move my body, be present in the miracle of my life right now and awaken to the aliveness that I have in me. I ask that I may remove the resistance, the limitation and the stubbornness of wanting things to be a certain way. So I confess, when things don't happen that way, I cave in, I shut down, and I blame you, the world, and myself, and then fall into doom. For whatever reason, my ego and my sense of self move into righteous indignation, and God forbid, I might miss the awe that I so seek in the simplest of things. So now the spirit speaks to me and says, Agape, the trees still grow upward, and I'm able to walk on this earth through the law of gravity. And even that is a miracle. So look at this earth that still moves around the sun in perfect motion right now as you are sitting here. And how amazing is that? 
there are invisible words of millions of stars and planets that are all moving in perfect relation to one another, and they don't seem to collide. The ocean meets the shore in perfect rhythm, even when it's turbulent and stormy. Please wrap your mind around all that and know that I too have perfect harmony within me. And so I let my hurt release and my heart settles and I receive the peace, the comfort of the spirit. So be it. Amen. Let's give that a minute. Wow. And you know, I see as our time is rapidly uh, going forward, I do want to share with the listeners the connections that we found out that we have. And this is the first time that we've really spoken. We've met at your book talk years ago, and I think I've had a little contact on social media. But what I found out by reading about you and by reading your book is that we have the same birthday, different year, uh, but March 21, uh, first day of spring, at least back when we were born, it was the first day of spring. Now they seem to say it's the 20th, but yes. that's something that we share. That's and both, both of us moved to London at 18. Okay. So Agape had auditioned for the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art and was accepted. I auditioned for the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art and was not accepted, but I moved to London anyway. Okay. And we both found that as young women, thinking that our role in life was to act, was to be other characters, that really our role in life was to be ourselves yes. and carry these messages out into the world. Yes, yes, exactly, my darling, exactly. I felt that, you know, I was meant to be on the world stage and my script was the, the, the spirit script. And it, it gives it to me that all these prayers that I wrote uh, were given to me. They were a download, as I say. I would walk up and down my street and they would give, the, the spirit just gave me these prayers. I dictated them on my iPhone or on a person on the other line. And my editor said, I cannot edit the prayers. They're perfect. The script, we edited. So I know that the listeners, have prayers in you, but often we go, well, I, I don't feel, I feel awkward. You know, do you hear that from people? I feel awkward to pray. I can't pray loud. I don't know how, and it's like, be like a child. You know, the, the children pray, they, they ask at night, they say, you know, oh God, I want this or I want that, or, you know, uh, or help my mommy or help me with my math exam. <laughs> it just, really amazing when you open up beyond your ego and your self-consciousness to, to your divine self. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, like everything else, it, it's a process. And um, we come to it. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't really have the words to say, but um, we are a miracle of life. That's all I can say is that we are miraculous beings and to, to look at ourselves that through that lens, you know, to look at ourselves through that lens, and then everything starts to make greater sense. Amen. So, Agapi, you had asked me before we started if my listeners were more practical or more mystical, and I said I thought there was a blend, but there is one thing about my listeners, most of them, that I know for a fact, they're, they're very concerned about the state of this world, and, and what is going on, the, um, the lack of kindness, the seeming uh, lack of caring in so many quarters about climate change and things that to some of us look so grave and as if it really deserves a great deal of attention that it's not getting. So for you as someone whose path is to lift people up to the spirit, what can you say to those who are really in the trenches of activism and trying to change things on this earth? You know, I think again, to come into the prayer of saying, what is mine to do? What can I do? 
and some people are are led to run for office and make a difference that way some people are, are really led to write books about uh, the environment some people are led to become doctors to find new solutions to health problems and some people are led to open up a restaurant and and serve food with love and 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 uh, and and be able to feed people's minds souls and bodies so each one of us has a unique uh, responsibility to serve with the gifts that we've been given and uh, when we start to judge the hell out of what's going on then we live under the judgment i don't understand it 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 is beside me to experience the cruelty uh, that a human being can have to another human being it's 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 unfathomable but that's been going on for centuries and ever since we've known mankind mankind has been cruel to mankind disasters and massacres and and crimes and horrific things have happened throughout history right victoria i mean yes, and, and very to, much to to all living kind to yeah, all not, living not just kind, you know to to so um I don't presume to have solutions for these things, but I know one thing that the vibration of peace that each one of us can bring and the vibration of loving that each one of us can share with the people next to you. And no matter what people are believing, you know, don't try to tell them to believe what you believe. Let them be, let people be, you can share, you can discuss, um, you can debate if you like, but um, I think where we get into trouble is when we polarize, you know, when we, and I, when we feel, oh, I know better. And all of us are unbelievably vulnerable to, to so many things. I mean, look what happened with the virus, you know? I mean, the globe went under. Right. And, and so none of us are invincible and none of us are exempt. That's what's so extraordinary to me. And so humility and, and humbleness. And, um, and that's why, again, the prayer is that silence where you go deeper into yourself. So when you speak, when you act, you act from that deeper part of you that knows, that trusts, that's grounded in the spirit, that is grounded in your soul, but you've got to go there. You've got to take the time. And, and that's as practical as it gets. Like when you go to the gym and you practice your biceps and you do repetitions every day uh, and you do your abs and you do repetitions every day and then suddenly you've got biceps. I don't have any <laughs> or, or abs, but you know, there are people who say, that's my commitment. I'm committing to have this body. So in the same way, can you do that in your devotion to the spirit? But the thing with the devotion to the spirit is that you can't go on automatic. You can't just phone it in. You got to come to your heart. And I don't know why, Victoria, but a lot of people are afraid of their heart. They're afraid of the vulnerability. They're afraid of the intimacy, you know, and your, our hearts are tender. Our hearts are so beautiful. And, and so honor your heart, keep a journal by your side, write your thoughts, write all your thoughts, write the thoughts that you're upset about and write the thoughts that, um, you know, that have judgment. And, and write the thoughts that have jealousies and write the thoughts that have worries and write it all out and then let the presence calm you. And that's what happened to me in this um, phase as I was writing the book, I calmed myself down. And I said, oh my God, the spirit is not there when I speak or when I write or when I'm conversing with others, the spirit is there when I'm by myself quietly in my bedroom before I go to sleep, when I wake up, those moments that I am with agape, 
just me and the spirit? Can I show up there and then and be in the fullness of me? Or do I have to make myself conditioned to my outer circumstances? So I invite you all to come into the gratitude. And I want to read you a poem that I wrote. It's not a trade, it's an offering. And it came from my mother when she was an incredibly generous giving person when she gave some, a woman who admired her pearls and said, oh, I love your pearls at a cocktail party. And my mother took them off her neck and gave them to her and said, these are now for yours. And the woman said, oh my God, I hardly know you. What can I give you back? And my mother said, it's not a trade. It's an offering, darling. So offer, offer from your heart. So we always say, oh, I'm going to give them that. What are they going to give me back? And you, Victoria, I have seen you. And my experience of you is that you are an offerer. You offer, you offer these beautiful conversations that you do that the way you listen and, and I want to honor you and really recognize you and just appreciate you for the incredible uh, presence that you bring and that you brought to me during this conversation. And if I may read this poem prayer about gratitude, I won't read the whole thing because it's long, but it's like when people say, what can I do as you said for the world Today, I turned on the faucet and the presence of love touched my hand and said, think of the many miles this water had to travel from its source to reach you in your home. Think of the scientists who developed methods so that you don't have to walk miles for a bucket of water. And I was grateful. I turned on the switch and the lights went on in my home and the presence of love touched my hand and whispered, Think of the miracle of electricity, the thousands of years in which humanity lived in the dark. Think of how even today, millions of people in the world have no electricity. And every day as the sun goes down, they have to find other ways to light their homes. And I was grateful. And it goes on about things you do every day, which millions of people do that are so easy for us to access. And I heard the voice in my heart whisper, take a moment, beloved, every time you do something that is easy and accessible to you and hold it in reference, the gifts of your life. When you get the inner calling, aim to make your life an offering to all those around you and give thanks to all those you may never meet who contribute to your life every day. Pray that you're used to your capacity and pray that you may never take the gift of life's abundance for granted. So you may always look at the world with a heart full of wonder and eyes full of awe. And every day look up to the sun and create the day and let your heart leap to touch the sabins with the deepest bow of thank you, thank you, thank you. Agape, thank you, thank you, thank you. This has been so beautiful. And I want to give all our listeners my email because I send out uh, guided meditations that I did for Wake Up to the Joy of You. I send about eight or nine as my gift. And then you can download all of them from Audible. Um, 33 meditations are on Audible. I'll send you a few as my gift. It's Agape, A-G-A-B-I-P-I, Agape, the Greek word for love, Agape with an I at unbindingtheheart.com, unbindingtheheart.com. And send me an email. And if you uh, let me know that you heard me on the Victoria Moran show, I will send you those meditations. And if you get the book, which I hope you will, send me um, a picture on social media, Agape Sees. Um, with you, your face, I want to know who's reading the book. And if you want to read it, a little prayer, it thrills my heart when I, uh, people send me a little video of them reading a prayer and uh, post a review and rate it on Amazon, which helps other listeners and readers spread the word of speaking with spirit because that's who we are. And that's 
what really shifts us from one modality, one mindset to another, speaking with our own spirit. And we will put all of the links uh, in the show notes at the brand new victoriamoran.com website. Hope you'll take a look there. Uh, Main Street Vegan still exists, mainstreetvegan.com. There's lots going on over there as well. Please take a look at both places. Uh, Agape on Instagram is Agape Sees, S-E-E-S. So check her out there. And all over social media, we'll give you the links, the book again, Speaking with Spirit, 52 Prayers to Guide, Inspire, and Uplift You. Thank you, Agape. You have guided, inspired, and uplifted us for the past hour. Bless your heart. I hope so. Thank you so much. And much love to everybody. Go have an amazing, beautiful day and many days to come. God bless you all. Amen. And thanks to everybody for embarking on this new adventure with us. Now go out and be remarkable because you already are. (laughs) Yes. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can learn more about Victoria or contact her at victoriamoran.com. Be part of her inner circle by joining the Victoria Moran podcast listeners group on Facebook and If you're a vegan looking to up your game, check out Victoria's acclaimed training and certification program, Main Street Vegan Academy, at MainStreetVegan.com. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of A Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.